The views and opinions expressed on the Untold History Revealed podcast are solely those of the individual stating them and are not necessarily those of the Untold History Revealed owners. Now sit back and grab a cup of coffee or tea as we discuss some moments in history that may have been untold or forgotten. Another episode of Untold History Revealed starts now. Hi, gang, and welcome to another episode of Untold History Revealed. I am your host, Sean Donnelly. And I'm your co-host, Mary Ann Donnelly. Uh, For those of you who don't know, just come across our podcast. We are the owners of Dark Shadow Ghost Tours and PanicD.com. And throughout the years, we've done some investigations and travels and collected a lot of really cool information about uh, history and forensics and paranormal and things of that nature. And we decided to put together this little podcast and uh kind of document some of our stuff which uh the audio makes things a little bit easier uh, don't you think um, somewhat okay <laughs> but anyways the topic of uh this one we're going to talk about the wright brothers and some of their controversies uh this is part of a series that we're putting together with uh about aviation uh we did amelia Earhart and the mystery Mm-hmm. Of her disappearance. Of her disappearance. We did uh, Charles Lindbergh and hit the tragedy associated with his life. So this one we're doing the Wright Brothers and the controversy around the, the first flight. Yeah, first flight. Um, so for those who live under a rock and haven't heard of the Wright Brothers, <laughs> they are uh, attributed to being the first who flew a practical air airplane right that's what it was sure sure okay um and what we're gonna do i found a a a cool website we're gonna actually go through i guess we'll call this the wright brothers timeline and controversy because we found a timeline i found it did you read that at all no no um but it's a really cool timeline that that correlates the wright brothers life with things that were happening in the world at the same time. So it's kind of neat. That, you know, you can put into perspective different things. Um, I don't know. I've been a fan of the Wright Brothers for a long time. How about you? Well, of course. We're from Ohio. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, during our honeymoon, we were fortunate enough that one of our stops on our trip was uh, Kitty Hawk. Yes. And we actually saw that where they actually made the famous flights. Yep, got to walk the path that they flew. And, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, why did they choose Kitty Hawk? Actually, what they did was is they wrote um, the federal government and asked them what locations in the country were windy and secluded and things like that. And uh, Kitty Hawk came up on the list. So they went out, checked it out, and that was the place. So, um, anyways, yes, they were from um, Dayton, not originally, but uh, we'll go through that in the timeline here. And uh, yeah, do you have anything to add before we get started? No, go for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So you said you didn't get a chance to go through this. 
No, I so didn't look. I didn't. Look hopefully, you the find timeline. it kind of cool. I probably right. will. So this is going to range from 1860 to 1949. Now, my, my favorite time period is like 1860 to the turn of the century. Anyways, all the things that took place, then all the inventors and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, um, all right, so let's start out with 1860. Um, the uh, Wright brother's father was appointed to, his name was Milton Wright, he was appointed as a uh, circuit rider uh, for the United Brethren Church. Now, uh, what a circuit rider was, was basically a traveling preacher. Okay, uh-huh. And uh, he lived in Indiana at the time. So, uh, <clears throat> this is the beginning of the Wright timeline. Okay, now at that, that same year, the United States... Um, was engulfed in the Civil War, of course. And did you know this? I didn't know this, though. I saw it on the timeline. Um, they actually used tethered, uh, like basically like hot air balloons that they sent up to scout the area so they could see troop movement and I did not. things like that during the Civil War. Yeah. Find artillery positions and things like that. I don't think, think I would that, want to be the guy that was in the balloon. Yeah, because you'd think that they, <laughs> if they, if the others, the enemy was close by, they would see it and go easy target. Pop. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was 1860. Uh, 1864. Um, Louis Pasteur develops the pasteurization process to kill bacteria. Yay! See one of your heroes. He is. Yeah. Okay. Science guy. Um, and Siegfried, or Siegfried Marcus builds uh, an internal combustion engine. And that's uh, probably most important to the Wright brothers' yes. side. Yes, yes. More um, than the pasteurization. True. But. Um, it had uh, a carburetor to vaporize the fuel and electric magneto to ignite it. Okay, so this was 1864. 1865, of course, was the end of... The Civil War and a tragic thing loss happened for our country, president. the loss of uh, President Lincoln. Um, 1866, uh, <laughs> Alfred Nobel, which we should do a podcast about. We should. Um, I think everyone's heard about the Nobel Prize, but mm-hmm. why did he create the Nobel Prize? Well, Alfred Nobel invents dynamite, and uh, later on he, his conscious kind of got to him and that's why he created the Nobel Prize but um, alright so here we go in 1867 Wilbur Wright is born to Milton and his wife Susan on a farm near, near Millville Indiana so like I said they weren't originally from Dayton uh, Wilbur was born in Indiana um, and Americans begin to lay the track for the first transcontinental railroad that was 1867. Okay. Okay. Yep. 1868. Milton Wright is appointed professor of theology at Hartsville College in Indiana. So he's not going to be traveling anymore, huh? No. No. And, you know, as I go through these, you know, if he would have kind of stuck with it, you'll find out later why he didn't. But uh, the Wright brothers would have been from Indiana, not Dayton, Ohio. True. Okay. Um, the Also that year, the Aeronautical Society of England organizes the world's first public exhibit of flying machines, including both lighter-than-air and heavier-than-air aircraft. 
Mm. Okay. Now, mind you, these are flying machines, but not the right flyer of 1903 that had self-compelled takeoff. Okay, these were machines that were dropped off of cliffs or gliders or air balloons or things like that. You know what I mean? Okay. Got it. All right. So, 1869, Milton is appointed uh, the editor of the Religious Telescope, which is kind of important, uh-huh. okay, because uh, the newspaper of the Church of the United Brethren and moves his family to Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Okay. Two things here. One, he moved the family to Dayton. Second thing, he was appointed the editor of the uh, religious newspaper. I had no idea that his family was that religious. His well, his apparently, father was a, apparently his his dad was, and you know. Well, his father's nickname in Dayton his, was called the Bishop. I didn't know that. And they would call the right kids the Bishop kids. <laughs> yeah. Didn't okay. know that. Didn't know that. All no. Right. Uh-uh. Um, <clears throat> Also in 1869, the Cincinnati Red Stockings um, became the first professional baseball team in New York. Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Caddy, is it Caddy or Katie? Katie Staten from the National Women's Suffrage, or formed the National Women's Suffrage Association. And um, John Townsend Trowbridge writes... Darius Green and his flying machine, which, again, is before the famous flight. The reason why that's important will come along here in a second. Okay. Any comments on that little timeline right there? Not no, just not that really. I, I hadn't realized how uh, religious his, his family was, obviously his father, and how that played into his actually getting to Dayton. And the religious thing is important. Okay, as we'll find out. Okay. Um, 1870, the U.S. Weather uh, Bureau issues the first predictions of weather in 1870. Um, Read that next one. The Cardiff Giant, supposedly discovered in New York, is exposed as a fake. Say it isn't so. Have you ever heard of the Cardiff Giant? I've heard of the Giant. I didn't know that he was the Cardiff Giant, I don't think. I may have known that, but I've heard of the Giant that turned out to be a fake. Who does that look like? It looks like Washington to me. (laughs) looks like General Washington, President Washington. Okay. Um, So that leads to 1871, important year, because Orville Wright is born. To Milton and Susan Wright in their newly built home at 7 Hawthorne Street in Dayton, Ohio. So he was actually born in Dayton, just yes. his brother wasn't. Okay. All right. Uh, another thing that year, uh, Francis Herbert Winman, Winham, and John Browning from England invent the wind tunnel and prove that cambered wings produce more lift than other shapes. That's kind of an important thing, too. Yeah, because they eventually build some of these wind tunnels and do a lot of their uh, a right. lot of their testing with it. That's right. Uh, so that was 1871. Okay. That's mm. like 30-some years before. Okay. Uh, 1872, Susan B. Anthony is arrested for voting, and Yellowstone becomes the first U.S. national park. Yay! I love Yellowstone. Yeah, I've never been there. You have. I have. Yeah. I probably won't get there until it becomes a volcano. And <laughs> <clears throat> well, it it technically is. 
All right. It's okay. just Anyways, dormant. I digress. <laughs> 1873. This is kind of interesting. All right. In 1873, Jules Verne publishes Around the World in 80 Days. And we know in that, they do a little bit of flying. That's right. Um, very popular science fiction story, which includes aerial transportation. However, it wasn't available yet. Correct. Jules Verne is, was very futuristic. I think he was just a wizard. Could see him to the future or yeah. something. Um, <clears throat> although they're hiding that time machine. I need to find it somewhere. Yeah. Okay, 1874. <laughs> Catherine Wright is born um, in the... the the house in Dayton, uh-huh. um, and she was one of the five Wright children, which I didn't realize there were five. I thought there were four, but well, I thought five there were three: the two <laughs> two Wright brothers and, and the her. Sister. But yeah. there were five. Okay, but she was the only daughter. Yes. Okay, the rest of them were boys. Um, also, that same year, Felix D. Temple uh, makes the first recorded but unsuccessful attempt at powered flight. 1874. Okay. Uh, 1875, um, U.S. passes the first Civil Rights Act forbidding segregation, um, but it is struck down by the Supreme Court several years later. 1876, Alexander Graham Bell invents the telephone, and Lieutenant Colonel George Custard makes his last stand against the Sioux at Little Bighorn. 1876. See, I would have assumed that that was much earlier, but no. I meant Custer. Anyways. 100 years after our nation's birth. A hundred years before my birth. Wow. <laughs> okay. Eighteen seventy seven, Milton Wright is elected bishop of the United Brethren Churches west of the Mississippi and east of the Rocky Mountains. He moves his family to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He moved to Iowa. Yeah. So they left Dayton, moved to Iowa. That same year, Nicholas Otto invents the four-cycle internal combustion engine, and Thomas Edison invents the phonograph. All right, so this was what begins the infatuation with the two brothers in aeronautics. 1878 was an important date, okay? Because the Wright brothers built their first aircraft. It was a rubber band powered helicopter they called a bat. It was a toy that was given to them by their father. And I mean, it was a tiny little toy, but they were just infatuated with this thing. And they wanted to build a bigger one that they could ride. Did you know that? That's cool. <laughs> okay. Um,. Another thing, too, A.A. Pope manufactures the first bicycles in America. Uh, The Columbia High Wheeler is the most popular model. And Wilbur Wright later owns one of these bicycles. That's those bicycles with the one big wheel and the Mm -hmm. little tiny wheel. Okay. Important date. Very important date. Yeah, because they eventually go into designing bicycles. They go into the bicycle business. Yeah. 1879, 
Thomas Edison invents the first practical incandescent light bulb and de demonstrates electrical lighting at his Menlo Park laboratory in New Jersey. We didn't go to Menlo Park, but we actually saw his lab because they moved it to they Michigan. It, yes. And we were just up at the Henry Ford Museum. Very cool. Mm -hmm. I, I highly recommend people going up there and seeing that. Um, at Yale Ver University, Walter Camp writes The Rules of American Football. We're going to start football in 1879? 1879. Jeez. Yeah. All right. So let me check. We are recording. That's a good thing. Okay. See, this is why I love this time for uh, I mean, well, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of firsts. Alright, let's move on to 1881. United Brethren Church resigns Milton Wright to serve the churches in Indiana and his family moves back to a farm near Richmond. Okay, now we're going to Richmond. Okay. A, or a conservative liberal, liberal rift has developed in the church, and Milton emerges as a leader of the conservatives. So something happened, okay, and they resigned him. You're done. Boom. We don't want you anymore. Yeah, okay. Politics and religion. Don't they never mix. go together no. well. <laughs> uh, also that same year, Clara Barton establishes the American Red Cross, and... There is a gunfight at the OK Corral, Tombstone, Arizona. A famous gunfight at the OK Corral. That's right, 1881. All right, 1882. Is this one of your heroes? Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla perfects alternating electrical current AC and begins work on the first AC motor. These two inventions will lead to the second industrial revolution in which electricity replaces steam as a, the driving force. So, 1883, one of the first, I don't want to say controversy, I guess it's a tragedy in the Wright brothers' life, uh, their mother passed away. Well, no, she didn't mother pass away, but she started getting symptoms of tuberculosis in 1883. Okay. Yeah, she eventually does die from that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the first uh, skyscraper is built in Chicago. John J. Montgomery flies the first man glider in America. Okay, so that's a glider, not an engine. Right. Okay. Um, Vietnamese, or Viennese, Viennese, I guess he's from Vienna. 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 Uh, inventor Siegfried Marcos patents an improved version of his 1864 Magneto. Uh, it's the first practical electrical ignition system for the internal combustion engine. Okay. 1884, Milton moves his family back to Dayton, Ohio to be closer to the political center of the church of the United Brethren. Mm. Okay, so first he's he's elected or you know appointed bishop, whatever. They move him out there, <laughs> and then and then when he's resigned from it, like how they say that basically was fired from. Yes, it, yeah. He moves back to Dayton to be closer to the political center, and that's why the Wright brothers were in Dayton, Ohio. Okay, uh, that same year, Mark Train publishes Huckleberry Finn. Ooh, Huckleberry Finn! I read that as a child. Did you? I believe I did. 
many, 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 many years ago. Yep. Um, in Britain, Hiram Maxim develops the first modern machine gun. 1884. <laughs> do you have a machine gun in your collection? I do not. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> 1885. Okay. Uh, this is another important date. I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, sports injury leads to health problems that prevent Wilbur from attending college. He stays home attending his invalid mother. You know what the sports injury was? What? He was smacked in the mouth with a hockey stick and knocked out his his uh, front teeth. Top front teeth. And that prevented him from going to college? Well, he was, you know, Wilbur was the one that was reserved and didn't talk to much many people and was very shy. Well, reason why, he, his teeth were knocked out. So he didn't go to college because he was embarrassed? Didn't go to college. Yep, it was embarrassed for him. Wow. Instead of getting his teeth fixed, you know. Uh, English inventor John Kemp. It's 1885. I don't know that they really fixed teeth then. Well, he could have had something <laughs> done. Bridge or something. Um, that would have hurt, though. Um, anyways, English inventor John Kemp Starley manufactures the first safety bicycle. Looks a lot safer. A lot like the bicycles we know now. Not that big wheel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and Carl Benz patents the automobile and unveils his Benz patented motor wagon. 1885. Okay, 1886. Orville starts a printing business while he's still in high school. See that whole printing thing with the father being the editor of the newspaper? and uh -huh. uh, See how that works there? Okay. Um, in 87, um, Ann Sullivan, remember who she was, right? The teacher. She taught uh, Helen Keller. Uh-huh. Who was both blind and deaf. Um... And the first Groundhog Day is observed in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, 1887. <clears throat> you think Phil is still the same Phil generation? Ooh, that would be interesting. <laughs> How many generations of Phil are there since 1887? <laughs> For those of you who aren't too into Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney, Punxsutawney Phil is the groundhog that they use out there. Um, also in 87... Oh. One of the guys that we know about, I don't know, we might do a, a, a podcast, podcast about him. Um, Arthur Conan Doyle introduces Sherlock Holmes. He was real big Holmes. in the spiritualism. Uh, Coyle was. Um, 1889. Orville publishes a, a uh, it's a weekly newspaper called the West Side News. Wilbur joins him as an editor. Um, the Church of the United Brethren splits over its internal disagreements, and Milton Wright leads the conservative side of the church to form a new church, and this is when their mother, Susan, passes away from tuberculosis. Okay? Mm -hmm. Also that year, 1889, the Eiffel Tower is finished in Paris. Um... Okay, so let's move on to the next era. 
1890, William and Orville attempt to turn their weekly newspaper into a daily one called the Evening Item. Okay. Okay. Um, but after a few months trying to compete with larger newspapers and things like that. Remember, newspapers back in the day reported everything. You know, Mrs. Jones is going to visit her relatives in Indiana and blah, blah, you know. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Susie picked seven quarts of strawberries today. Right. Um, 1891, W.L. Judson patents the zipper. But it doesn't become popular for another 20 years yet. Thomas Edison patents the kinetoscope, um, which is a device that's the precursor to motion pictures. Nice. Um, Now, here's where they start to build their wealth. Okay. Um, This 1892... Wilbur begins to sell and repair bicycles. And this is uh, perhaps inspired by a huge gathering of American wheelmen that takes place in Dayton on July 4th and 5th of 1892. Okay, later Orville joins him and they keep the printing business, letting childhood friend Ed Sines run it. Now, the printing business was started by Orville while he was in high school. Right. They start. He started it at their house, in a little shed out behind their house, and it was successful. Okay, and they would do printing jobs for people like that. They used the money from the printing company to start the bicycle company. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know, you hear about bicycles, yeah, whatever, big deal. Because right now you run down to Walmart, pick up a bicycle. Yeah, whatever. But bicycles back then, that was another big craze. They, Help people get around a little faster. Right. Um, they made a lot of money in the bicycle business. And they actually designed and patented their own bicycle. And we saw this when we were up in Michigan. They explained to us the one bicycle that they had hanging up was the one they designed and it sold. Um, it was quite expensive. It was quite expensive. And they sold a lot of them. Um, yeah, so. they, uh, they kind of named it as being the, the elite, basically, bicycle. <laughs> this is the one you want. It's the best. It's the greatest. Yeah. And they got their money for it. So they built up some money, yeah. which would later on would be helpful. But the brothers didn't care about money, which, you know, they were more inventors, okay? Now, they got a lot of that from their mother. Um, the father was, you know, he was <laughs> the religious, religious one and mm-hmm. reserved. Um, their house in Dayton had no electricity, no running water, none of that stuff, but it was filled with books. And even though Wilbur didn't go to college, I meant this, uh, Catherine did and, and Orville did, but um, there was a lot of education and learning going on in the household. But the mother was the one that was mechanical. Like she knew how things worked, uh, was a seamstress, taught the, the sons how to sew, which became helpful later when they were building the airplane. But. Uh, so by 1892, she's gone and they're in the bicycle business. Okay? This leads to 1893, which is a very important <laughs> event that takes place. And we have to do a podcast Yeah, on we this definitely because, do. Folks, when we, when we go through and we're looking at things at this time for period, we always find something that ties back to this event. And this is the 1893 
World's Columbian Exposition, also known as the Chicago World's Fair. A ton of stuff took place. A there. ton of stuff happened, and a and a lot of very well known individuals were there. Were there people yeah. that we know and talk about all the time? They were there. Yes, um, the Wright brothers were there. That's and you know they went and saw about the uh, aerial navigation, which got them fired up into building airplanes. H.H. Uh, H. Holmes. There's a story of that. Lizzie Borden's tied to that. Thomas Edison. I mean, we could go on and on and on. That This event keeps popping up. If I could go back in time to any event, that's the one I would want to go to. So, what, what about you? Oh, yeah, I would love to go. I hope I wouldn't get caught up and, you know, killed H. and tortured H. by H.H. Holmes, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, jump up. 1895, um, the Wright brothers, uh, they, that's when they start manufacturing their own bicycles. Um, that's the names of them, right? The St. Clair and the Van Cleve. Mm-hmm. Um, and their bike business is very profitable. Um, 1896, the Wrights take an interest in the flying problem. Okay. After hearing of the flight of Samuel Langley's unmanned aerodrome and the death of uh, glider pilot Otto Lilienthal. Lilienthal. Okay. So they were aware and, and probably followed along in newspapers and, and journals and stuff that people were trying to make a flying device. And this was an issue because people were crashing and dying and burning and. Okay, Never so did. they get interested. Yeah. That's 1896. Um, 1897, I know you're going to yell at me because this doesn't really relate to the rights, but uh, fingerprint. That's when they started using fingerprints in the gold rush in Alaska. Bram Stoker writes Dracula, 1897. Um, 1898, of course, the United States goes to war with Spain. Um Madame Curie discovers the first radioactive element. So, I know we've got to take a break here, but, like, how does she discover that? <laughs> like, what that? <laughs> well, I just don't feel good. All my hair's falling out. There's got to be something here. No. No, it, it, I, if I recall, there was, um, there was a, a, a rock that she put in a drawer. Somehow that was, uh. Radioactive? Yeah. Okay, um, Langley. When we start talking about your con- your controversy, is Langley one of the names there? He no. agrees to build a, a a manned aerodrome for the U.S. Department of War for fifty thousand. No, okay. Uh, Eighteen ninety nine. William um, devises an aerodynamic control system for the aircraft and builds a kite to test that concept. This, folks, 1899, even though we know the Wright brothers from the 1903 flight and all that other stuff, that right there in 1899, what they discovered and put together is the most important thing with aircraft flight. Because that control system, which there was controversy over people stealing their information, they had it patented. This is the 
three-dimensional control of an aircraft. Your roll, yaw, and lift of the aircraft. They, they um, came up with it in 1899. So, before I move on, do you have anything? Well, this is when they made aspirin, so that's probably a good thing. All these people are going <laughs> to yeah. get a headache from all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so Bear actually came up Bear with aspirin. Bear came up with aspirin in, in 1899 as well. <laughs> so, well, at this point, why don't we take a uh, short break, and then, yeah, we're over on time. We'll come back and continue on, and then... Uh, talk about the controversy all right we're gonna start hitting a couple of them here yes it's almost time all right so we will be back uh in a little bit so stay tuned mark your calendars Close your doors and turn off all the lights. As twice a month, BTE Radio brings you a new episode of The Haunted Spotlight. Sean and Marianne Donnelly of Dark Shadow Ghost Tours dig deep into the archives of the Panic D database and take you inside a different location with each new episode. Learn the rich history and hear the paranormal claims of some of the most infamous and unsuspecting locations from around the country. Ever wonder what roams the property? or lurks behind those closed doors? Curious about the true history of that creepy house that sits down the street? Want to know what evidence a paranormal investigation group may have captured? Then find out every other Sunday and tune in to BTE Radio for another chilling episode of The Haunted Spotlight, if you dare. Okay, we are back, and we're talking about the Wright Brothers timeline and some of the controversy that they had to deal with. Actually, poor Orville had to deal with till the day of his death. But True. Um, all right, so let's continue on. We are at uh, year 1900. This is where it gets interesting, and they become famous. Um, 1900, they... Go out to Kitty Hawk. They take their glider that they built and they start making uh, test flights. And this is where they kind of discover that everything that's been documented previously about flight, um, as far as the math behind it and the tables and um, all the different tests and discoveries and things like that, um, didn't quite work. Yeah, it wasn't exactly... It was incorrect. Correct. Incorrect data. Um, because their glider that they were using wasn't getting the lift that they need. So they knew that in order for a practical aircraft that could take off from the ground and land on the ground um, to fly properly, it had to have lift, proper lift. Um so that was in 1900 Mm -hmm. Um, they go back to Dayton and go back to the drawing board and they build uh, a wind tunnel of their very own of their own um, and they start doing tests 
and that's where they truly discovered that the math was wrong because right. they're trying to test what what they saw. I mean, these these guys were like really intelligent. I mean, for me to look at that and go, eh, that's wrong. They actually tested it and did their own thing, and they're like, nope, this is way off. This is way off. This is way off. So they scrapped everything that they knew and started over. Basically, we're talking about the math behind it, <laughs> and. Um, they came up with uh, another wing shape. Now, mind you, they already had the control part done. It's like once they got it in the air, they knew they could fly it and control it based on you know that part. But it's getting it in the air and sustained flight was what the problem was. And that's where the wind tunnel come in. So in 1902, they go back to Kitty Hawk. They tried again, and they got it. They got the sustained Yay! flight. They got the lift. Um, they looked at birds and things on how the wing shape and all that stuff and tested all that in the air tunnel and everything. So they got it. Which leads to 1903, the important date. This was in December. Is that correct? December? Of yeah, December 17th. December 17th. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm going to post this picture as the uh, spoiler for this because this is a famous picture. Yes. And we found out some stuff this summer, which is kind of interesting about this picture. All right. The picture I'm talking about is a picture of them taking off um, in their flight. It has Orville. Was it Orville or Wilbur? Orville was, was flying. On. Orville was flying? Yeah. And Wilbur's in the picture as well. Yes. It shows the plane off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, so they didn't take the picture. Right. Okay. Um, Somebody else took the picture, and the guy that they had take the picture really wasn't uh, familiar with photography. <laughs> so, you know, he just pushed a button, and hopefully he, he got the photograph. What we found out, it was they, don't, they didn't know if they got that picture until after they, you know, packed everything up, came back to Dayton and did all that, and developed the film. Which wasn't film at the time; it was glass plate. Well, glass plate, yeah, but, but they had no idea. They, they didn't know if they got all the way back and did all that, and they didn't get the picture. I, I don't know if it was me. I would try to do it there. Yeah, uh, because apparently they were very into photography and they knew how it worked, and they ended up doing the developing themselves and things like that. So they knew how to do it. I'm sure that somewhere down there they could have found some dark room somewhere to go take care of it. So but, they travel all the way back to yeah. Daniel Ohio from Kitty Hawk. And, and, and I it guess was still was, a little bit like a week or so before they developed it. Yeah, but I guess it's it, it wasn't their main priority. <coughs> their main priority was the flying, and that yeah, would just be cool if they got, got it. Work. Um, but like, that was an important picture. It was. Why was it an important picture? Because both of them were in it. And because of the date. This is where that Samuel Langley of the Smithsonian um, and the Smithsonian were, were saying that Somebody else flew before they did. This Gustav. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Gustav Whitehead, they supposedly flew in 1901, so. But they don't have photographic proof, 100%. Somebody claims that they Somebody had a photograph. That they did and made a sketch. And made a lithograph from to put photo. in the newspaper in 1901. <clears throat> but I haven't uh, found anybody who has the actual photograph, though, that the lithograph was made from. So, this kind of starts the whole controversy between the Wright brothers and the Smithsonian. Okay? 
the Smithsonian said, oh no, somebody else did it before you did. And they're like, oh no, we did. Here's the photographic evidence, so on and so forth. And they, and he's, like I said, these guys were smart, so they documented everything. Every little detail was documented. And that's one of the things that, it, within the controversy, that um, the Smithsonian and even some just um, researchers <coughs> are looking at saying, there's no documentation of what Whitehead did along the way. There's no sketches of what he was going to do, none of this stuff. You know, no right. telegrams home saying, hey, I did this. It yeah. wasn't, like, it, scientifically documented, so right. to speak. Okay. Right. Uh, 1904, um, after that flight, they, they start to tune the engine a little bit so they could get farther. Um, 1905, they actually developed the first practical airplane and demonstrate it before uh, small audiences. And they also take it to the U.S. Army, uh, trying to sell their plane to the Army, saying there's military benefits of this. And in 1905, the U.S. Army says, eh, you know what, we're not interested. So, you know, slam today, in the face of the And today, that's pretty much how we, uh, yeah. we've been dealing with our wars. Yeah. They, yeah, most wars are finished just by the initial airstrike, but uh, most current most. wars. Right. Um, yeah. All right. So there there are some footage out there. I, I don't know if I'm going to post it, but Google it. Um, there's some really cool um, photographs. And this website, I'll put a link to it, the whitebrothers.org. It's like an online museum. But they have photographs of Wilbur flying around the Statue of Liberty and... Uh, uh, skyline in New York, and you know, that's some really cool stuff. So, 1906, they finally get their patent, um, their U.S. patent uh, for the control system of the plane. That's kind of important because somebody stole it. Somebody stole somebody it? Somebody stole the idea, and the Wright brothers sued him over it. Mm. You know, now remember, the Wright brothers weren't concerned with money. Right. It was more of the invention and the notoriety. They wanted to be, you know what I mean? So, um, 1907, the Wright brothers procure contracts for the sale of airplanes. Okay, now before I say this, okay, remember we said that the U.S. Army said no? Yes. They said, okay, we'll go to France. <laughs> this is what I loved about the Wright brothers, okay? They're like, all right, screw you, we'll go to France then. So the French, in 1907, French investors and uh, showed interest. So now the U.S. Army is saying, okay, uh, come back and demonstrate your invention again. Because they went to France. Right. Okay. <clears throat> now here's uh, one of the, the big controversies. And you know what? <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't know about this. Did you know that Orville crashed? Well, I'm sure they crashed several times. Well, no, I meant this was a bad crash. This was actually the first recorded airplane fatality. Orville didn't die, but his passenger did. Mm. Did you know that? No. Okay. So, I, I read another article about this, um, and because I, I didn't know about it, I wanted to dig into it a little bit more. So, here's what happened. 1908, they're doing these demonstrations to the U.S. Um, military okay they were there for uh, like a week doing these demonstrations 
Okay. So the first day they take up, and I don't have the names, I'm sorry, but the first day they take up a military person, they fly around, they do their demonstration, they land, everything's great. Oh, okay. Two days later, they do it again. They go up again, take up a passenger, fly around, you know, demonstrate, here's the practicality of how it works. They're diving and, you know, flipping around, everything, land, everything's great. Oh, okay. Third day, they go do it again. And this Lieutenant Thomas Selfridge volunteers to go on the flight with Orville. Okay? Okay. Everything seems to be just as they just did two times, no problems, whatever. And, it, and it, you know, remember, too, this thing didn't go very fast. You know, it was just a little thing. looks like a flying kite, basically. They go up. They circle around the parade area is what they called it. They circle around and Orville noticed something sputtering. And he looks back. And here what happened was when he turned, the propeller basically fell off. It shattered and fell off. One of the propellers did. So they don't know if he clipped something when he turned or if it was a, a like a, a defect in the propeller or something. It was just like a, it just fell off. Now, what happened was, is he lost control, okay, because it was a two-propeller plane. He lost control, and it was moving to the left. And, of course, being Orville Wright, he's trying to figure out how to gain control of the plane. Instead of just going down and landing, you know, how can I gain control of this plane back again? And he's fighting it. You know, Mm -hmm. the plane's pushing off to one side because it's only powered on one side. And he's trying to, okay, if this happens, how can we counteract it, that type of thing? And... Uh, at 75 feet, he loses complete control. Something snaps in the controls, and it just dives 75 feet down to the ground, straight down. Boom. Okay. Orville is seriously hurt. Broken ribs, broken shoulder, bloody face. They actually shattered something in his hip that they didn't find, and he had that injury for the rest of his life in his hip. Um, and this Lieutenant Thomas Selfridge... The last thing in the article says um, he he kept looking at Orville, like, is everything going to be okay? And his last words were, oh, oh, boom, and they hit the ground. And he was knocked out, and later he died from a head injury. So that's the first controversy. I never heard of that, have you? No. Mm -mm. Like, I've heard that they crashed several of their planes, and they tumbled and things like that in their testing, but I did not hear that they were responsible for the first I'm sure they had waivers or something for these guys they fly oh I don't think so back in 1908 I don't think anybody really thought about waivers (laughs) I could be wrong I could be wrong but I don't think they probably uh, really did that same year 1908 though uh, Ford Motor Company produces the first Model T Um, oil was discovered in the Middle East and Lieutenant General Robert Baden-Powell. Have you ever heard of him before? Nope. He wrote a book called Scouting for Boys, which leads to the founding of the Boy Scouts. Mm, see, I'm a girl. I didn't You're do girl. anything with didn't Boy Scouts. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> 1909, the Wright brothers demonstrate a new designed airplane uh, to the U.S. Army, and uh, they buy it. 
the first military aircraft. The Wrights begin to manufacture airplanes and teach pilots. And this is where their wealth just shot up. Skyrockets, so so to say. (laughs) Yeah, of course it was a completely newly designed airplane, but... uh, That was probably good for them to uh, say that it was a new design. (laughs) I don't know if it's in that timeline. If it is, I might just mention it or skip over it. But about that propeller... Okay. Yeah. Being the Wright brothers, they're you know here's Orville. He's he was in the hospital for a month. Okay, but when he got back to Dayton with Wilbur, they're like, get that propeller out. Let's see what happened. And there was a stress fracture in in the the wood of the propeller, so they redesigned the propeller so this wouldn't happen again. Mm. So, yeah, that's 1909. All right, let me check uh, how we are on. Uh, we're doing good. Okay. 1910, the Wright brothers open up the first civil flight training school in Montgomery, Alabama. For civilians? For oh civilians. My. Um, they also introduced their most successful commercial aircraft, which was the Wright Model B. Um, so they must have took something off of the guidelines of Henry Ford. With that, you, you remember that story? Yes, the all, the lettering. Yeah, yeah, they would. Uh, the designs were just lettered A, B, C, D, E. That's where he got the Model T, Henry Ford. If you it know. went into production, if it went into that. production, they kept that. Yeah, but the year went along with it too. So this would have been a 1911 model 1910 or 1910 Model, model B, B because. Yeah they would circle back around again and start over again with A. Right. Um, So in 1911, Mm -hmm. um, Vin Fizz, the Vin Fizz, a Wright airplane pilot by Cal Rogers, crosses America. So that is the first transcontinental flight. It only took 84 days. Is that all? <laughs> uh, the Wright Brothers uh, delivers, or the Wright Brothers Company delivers the first uh, Navy airplane, airplane and Orville sets the world's first soaring record, remaining aloft in a glider for 9 minutes and 45 seconds. So that's 1911. And then another little tragedy in the story of the Wright brothers, 1912. And I really, I don't even remember, know if I remember this or not, but uh, Wilbur Wright dies, his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he dies of typhoid in Dayton, Ohio. Orville and his sister Catherine acquired land in Oakwood, Ohio, uh, where they build a new home, Hawthorne Hill. Hmm. So... You know, Wilbur died. He died quite early. Within 10 years of the first flight. So I bet you that was kind of hard on Orville. Yeah. Devastating, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was the his brother. He worked with him. There they was a lot of stuff. And so people might together. look at this and think that, oh, because it's kind of weird. But, um, you know, neither one ever married. They They were in business together. Um, but I think Wilbur was the more timid one, where Orville was more outgoing. So that it was kind of like a yin-yang effect. They had a shared bank account. They had 
you know, they traveled together, they they worked together, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, these guys that are inventors and stuff, they they don't have time for romance and all that any stuff <laughs> anyway, you know. But um, yeah, I bet you that was kind of devastating for Orville. But 1913, Orville Wright wins the Collier Trophy. Did I say that right? Collier Trophy mm-hmm. for the development of the automatic stabilizer. Um, <clears throat> so he kept on inventing and uh, coming up with stuff. So the Wright Company also produces uh, or introduces the first water-based aircraft, the Model CH Hydro Airplane and the Model G Aeroboat. Um, and a disastrous flood in Dayton submerges the Wright home. I didn't know that. That's kind of sad, but... Um, 1914, U.S. courts decide in favor of the rights and their suit against Curtis. This is that patent thing that I was talking about. Um, so, you're Gustavus Whitehead. Did that say anything about Curtis in there? Yeah, he he was uh, supposedly working with him or against Whitehead. Um, he wanted to do a straight up, like a helicopter, you know, straight up type of... Uh, Take off rather than using a horizontal. Horizontal, yeah. He went, mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where this ruling comes about with the you know the Wright brothers win the patent war basically, <coughs> and then Curtis decides to rebuild the 1903 Langley Aerodrome. And makes many improvements on it, supposedly. Um, that's the plane that supposedly flew first. Um, but am I right? Uh, I'm not I'm not all too sure about that. Because if that was the 1903 Langley Aerodome, what it was 1901 was it that Whitehead uh, flew for the first what time. What year, though, did they rebuild it? In, he built, in rebuilt it in 1914. 19, well, this is 1914, so... Um, yeah, they go back and they rebuild it. So basically, they make modifications and stuff to it and say, "Here, look, it had to fly." Well, you know what? Seriously, I, I don't, I don't buy it. But it's kind of cool how how Orville. I think we'll get to this, but how he uh, and and the Smithsonian still said it was Gustavus. Gustavus Whitehead. It wasn't the Wright brothers. So. Um, yeah, okay. So Orville Wright sells, this is 1915, Orville Wright sells the Wright Company and his patents to a group of investors in New York. And this is when the Smithsonian publishes its 1914 annual report claiming that Langley's Aerodrome was the first manned aircraft capable of flight, citing Curtis's flights and the modified Aerodrome. This begins the bitter feud between the Smithsonian and Orville Wright. Which is... It's an exciting story, let me tell you. This is big-time controversy and good for Orville for what he did. (laughs) Okay. So, 1916, the Wright Company produces its last airplane, the Model L. Orville Wright restores the 1903 Flyer 1, the original one, which later on crashed, by the way. You know, you remember that? The original 1903 crashed. (laughs) But he restored it. 
He put it back together. Yeah, he, okay. it, it crashed on the fourth flight Yeah, yeah. that day, and uh, that's why they didn't fly any more flights. So, 1916, he's a little ticked off, okay, because of the whole Smithsonian thing. He restores the 1903 Flyer 1 for display in Massachusetts Institute of Technology and buys Lambert Island, Lake Huron, to serve as a summer home. So, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. Mm-hmm. That's where the 1903 flyer goes to be on display. Not the Smithsonian. Well, if the Smithsonian okay. would just, you know, be nicer to Orville. <coughs> right. 1917, Orville uh, Wright leads his name or lends his name to the Dayton Wright Airplane Company and serves as engineer and consultant. The company builds airplanes for the U.S. Army. His father, Milton, passes away. 1917. Okay, so at this point, he really doesn't own a company, you know. Right. But he works for others, you know, yeah, as a consultant. helps out. That kind of stuff. He's he a really helper. doesn't need to own a company. He's probably quite wealthy. I never looked up and see how much wealth he had, but I'm sure it was up there. Um, 1918, Orville Wright flies a Wright Model B for a celebration in Dayton. This is the last time that he pilots an airplane. That's kind of sad. He lives till like 1940-something. Yeah. And being that he invents the, you know, flying machine, basically, he doesn't fly anymore. Yeah. That's it. 1918. So, well, he was up there probably. But um, with Fred Nash, he designs what's called the Liberty Eagle. And it's an unmanned aerial torp- torpedo, and this is the forerunner to guided missiles. 1918. 1918. Designed by Orville Wright. Nice. So. 1919, Orville designs the OW-1 aerial coupe for the Dayton Wright Airplane Company, which he doesn't own. Okay. It's a luxurious four-place cabin biplane, and it's the last aircraft that either of the Wright brothers designed. Imagine how much one of them was worth the OW-1 aerial coupe. So. Alright, let's move on here. 1920. President Woodrow Wilson appoints Orville to the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. You know what that was the forerunner to? What? NASA. He was one of the beginnings, the of, beginnings NASA? of NASA? NASA. Orville Wright. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. That's awesome. He remains an active participant for the rest of his life. Um, and the first monument to the Wrights is unveiled in France um, in 1920. Um in 1921, Griffith Brewer, and this is kind of getting back to that Smithsonian debate, or not debate, controversy, whatever. Uh, Griffith Brewer delivers a speech to the Royal Aeronautic Society in London supporting Orville's claims that the 1903 Langley Aerodrome was not capable of flight, as the Smithsonian claims it was. The speech is published and widely distributed in America. So the Smithsonian's shaking on it in her bones a little bit. Um, this is kind of cool. In 1923, 
Orville designs an action toy that launches a clown at a whirling trapeze. It's called Flips and Flops. I'd love to find one of those at a garage sale. <laughs> um, so supposedly you flip it, and I think it was one of his nieces that asked him to do that. You flip it, and, it, and if it catches the thing, he flips around on the on the trapeze. But Aww. 1924, um, Orville uh, with James Jacobs or James Jacobs, Orville develops uh, what's called the split flap on an airplane. And what this is used is to slow the plane down. It's kind of like an air brake. Gotcha. Right? Um, the Navy immediately says, hey, this is this is useless. This is dumb. Why do you have this? Of course they did. Okay. But later on, it proved important uh, during World War II, especially for dive bombers, which slow the plane down so that they could target in on their... Where they're going to drop their bombs. This just so. goes to show you that, you know, when you come up with something, some idea, and a bunch of people tell you it sucks. Yeah. Just keep going because there's so many scientists out there who they had, and inventors, that they had these things and the, the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's not any good. You're not any good. You're worthless. And they turn out to be quite useful. 1925, Orville issues a statement disputing the Smithsonian's insistence about that Langley aerodrome, okay? Um, <laughs> and this is, uh, this is the part that I kind of, he just sticks it to him. He's like, you know what? You're saying this guy fly for, you know what? I'm sending the 1903 flyer over to London. It's going to be a museum over there instead of in the United States. So um, he was going back and forth with the, the Smithsonian, the Secretary Charles Abbott. Um, Abbott was making concessions, saying, okay, all right, you're right, that type of thing, and then um, changed the display of the aerodrome to reword it. And he goes, no, it's not good enough. I'm going to send it over there anyways. You know, you need to say we were the first. And uh, nice. so he sent it, sent it to England. Uh, that same year, a uh, kind of important thing happened. John L. Um, Baird transmits the first television images. And uh, Edwin Hubble, sounds familiar, mm -hmm. proves that the Milky Way is one, is one galaxy among many that make up our universe. Okay, 1926. This is another interesting thing. Okay. <clears throat> Orville's sister gets married. And there was some kind of pact. I, de I never delved deeper into that. I mean, you know, as you go through the stuff and you read this stuff, there's always these little things where you could branch off and just oh, get yeah. lost. I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, so she gets married, and it's against his wishes. So he doesn't attend the wedding, and he's kind of like, okay, go ahead, do your thing, whatever, just leave me alone. But he's also um, serves on the board of the Guggenheim Fund for the Promotion of Aeronautics. Guess who else was on that board? Who? Charles Lindbergh. Very cool. Can you imagine those two guys sitting in the same room? Again, I would love to be a fly on the wall, but okay. 1927, President Calvage Coolidge signs an act to construct the monument uh, for Kill the White Devil Brothers Hills. that killed Devil Hill. And we saw that monument. We did. Yep. Yep. Kind of cool. Um, that's also the same year as what? Lindbergh makes his famous flight. That's right. New York to Paris. <coughs> on the spirit of St. Louis. 
Okay, so in 1928, Orville's like, you know what? I'm tired of the, these people at the Smithsonian. That's it. It's going. He sent it. He sent the flyer over He officially there. sends it, huh? Yep. It's it's this ongoing disagreement. The plane's got to go somewhere. He sent it off to England. Um, I could just imagine the, the country is like, you know, Smithsonian, seriously, why are you doing this to Orville Wright? He's a national hero. We're putting up a monument, this big monument where, you know, you can't just say, hey, they were the first. But Speaking of national heroes, that's the same year that Amelia Earhart uh, becomes the first woman to fly across the Atlantic. That's right. That's right. Okay, 1929. Um, Catherine, Orville's sister, she gets pneumonia, which is two years after she was married, and she passes away. Hmm. Now, their other brother, I forget his name, begins with an L. Um, it's Laurel, Lauren, or something like that. Talks Orville into going to her funeral. And he does go, and he brings her back to Dayton. Uh, and she's buried next to Wilbur. So, 1929, he loses his sister. So, he's got uh, just one brother left. Everybody else has uh, passed away by now. Yeah. Okay, so uh, 1930, here's another little cool thing. Um, you guys know those little balsa wood airplanes? Oh, yeah, the you ones know? that every child has. Yeah, they're real cheap. They're like a oh, couple yeah. bucks, you buy them, and, you know. Yeah, they that last a, a few. That was invented by Orville Wright. He took his knowledge of flight and his knowledge of mechanics and his knowledge of printing because they're printed on the balsa wood. Mm-hmm. Okay, colorful. And he made that little toy. Nice. 1930. And we yep. still use those today. That's right. I wonder who gets the patent for that. Who gets the patent money on that now? Probably descendants, I would say. Uh, 1931. NBC radio stations pay special tribute to Orville because it's his 60th birthday. So across the nation. 1932. That monument that they started building in Kitty Hawk is finished. And guess who's in attendance to see it? Who? Orville Wright. Well, that's good. This is one of the first monuments built to somebody that the person's still alive and, and is witnessing that monument. That's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Uh, 1933, remember the uh, Dynaflow air tunnel? Yes. That they, they used to, for the plane? Well, Orville uh, was working with engineers at Chrysler. And they said, hey, you can use my wind tunnel. And that's when they started making cars automobiles more aerodynamic in shape using the same wind tunnel that they used on the airplane. To make the plane. The, the Very cool. Lift. Yeah, pretty neat. <clears throat> um Okay, nineteen thirty four Marshall Reed flies a restored right model B that um belongs to the Franklin Institute. Um, because he, you know, Orville gave it to them. But um, basically, this is the last time that one of those original designs, those aircrafts, was flown. Um, that would have been interesting to see that. But mm -hmm. uh, haven't been flown since. Now, models or replicas of them. Right, but not the been, but actual. Not the actual planes. 1935, Orville receives an honorary Doctor of Law degree from the Huntington College in Indiana. This is the same college, the United Brethren Institute. That kicked his dad out? Yep. <laughs> uh, 
that uh, his dad taught at and okay. his sister attended. So, pretty cool. Uh, 1936. This is interesting, and we saw this. We did. It was kind of cool. Um, 1936, Henry Ford takes the bicycle shop and the house that they had in Dayton and moves them up to Dearborn, Michigan, to the Hanrady Ford uh, Greenwich. Green, vi- Greenfield Village. Greenfield Village. Um, and we were just up there. We which were. Which was kind of cool. So we were actually in the bicycle shop in the house. And it's kind of cool, folks. We learned how they moved them. They actually disassembled them piece by piece, even the plaster. They broke off all the plaster and hauled it up there and then used that same plaster to make new plaster to put on the walls. Yeah, they ground it up, put it back together. So I thought that was pretty cool. And what I also thought was very cool was um, Wilbur was quite anxious to, you know, help out. He came and he looked at it himself when it was rebuilt in Greenfield Village. He said that it was great, that it was uh, better than than ever. And uh, he donated all kinds of um, display pieces to the original display pieces from his own collection of his own stuff so one of the original wright brothers bicycles is hanging in there Um, yeah the original telephone and stuff that was on the desk and things like that right the safe everything and so um it's exciting that he he was willing to donate those himself and probably as a result of uh henry ford's (coughs) <coughs> decision to uh, back Mr. Wright well, against I, I was the say that. I was going to say that. Orville agrees to, to him moving that um, with the agreement, you know, handshake agreement type thing, that Henry Ford was going to support him with his, you know, fight against the Smithsonian. And, <coughs> of course, Henry Ford agrees. Now, Henry Ford, a lot of money, very powerful man at this time got pretty much anything he wanted and he says absolutely not a problem so you know i keep knocking the smithsonian in these things but yeah anyways uh 1937 (laughs) orville prepares his last will and testament he kind of knew that the end was coming Mm -hmm. okay he deeds the 1903 wright flyer to the kensington museum in england Unless the will is amended at a later date. So if something happens to him, it's staying staying in England. Okay. 1938, the bicycle shop opens up at the Henry Ford Museum. Guess who's there in attendance? Orville Wright. That would be kind of cool. There's actually a picture of him standing outside. I'm going, yep, this is exactly what it looked like. Good job. (laughs) Uh, 1939. I find this really cool, too. what they call it, Civil Aeronautics Authority, the CAA, which was the forerunner to the FAA, which is the Federal Aeronautics Administration. They issue honorary pilot's license number one to Orville Wright. So So they start uh, making pilot's license, and they're like, you know what, we're going to give number one to number one, the number one, one man. Guy. He was the first one to fly, so basically they have his support, or he has their support, right? obviously. 1940, um, Orville is in attendance again in Dayton uh, when they dedicate another memorial 
on a hill overlooking Huffman Prairie. This is where they did flights in Dayton. Um, some just simple test flights. And the 1903, in 1940, okay, the 1903 flyer was removed from the museum in England um, and stored in a stone quarry to protect it during World War II. Probably a good, so, wise decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 1941, as World War II approaches, and because Orville Wright is a consultant to the U.S. Army, U.S. military escorts, bring Orville back to Ohio from his vacation home on Lambert Island in Canada. So he's escorted back. Um, and that's the last time he visited his island that he owned up there. Um, 42, 1942, Orville Wright designs an encryption machine for the U.S. Navy. So I didn't know that either. Did you know that? Nope, I didn't know he was involved in that kind of stuff at all. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of cool. 1943. What, did I miss something? Yes. What did I miss? Go Smithsonian ahead. finally recanted their 1914 oh, yeah, report important. about the Aerodome and recognizes the Wright brothers as being the first to make a controlled, sustained, powered flight. So that was in 1942. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they recant the report and they're like, okay, you're right, whatever. All right, so 1943, with his feud with the Smithsonian over, Orville recalls the Flyer 1 from England. So he says, all right, bring okay, it back. I win. Say, they could put it there. Now that um, you say I'm it. I'm, but I'm he good. can't get it shipped back until World War II is over. So uh, he says, okay, I win. It could go in the Smithsonian. Um, but he also... Uh, with Fred G. Kelly, they published the first authorized biography uh, of the Wright brothers, written with uh, Orville's input. I haven't read that book. Have you? No. I don't remember seeing that book, but I would like to get it because, you know, you, you read autobiographies and biographies and things like that, but when this says that it has Orville's input, you know that it's pretty, it's going to be pretty right on. Oh, from what he recalls. Right. But, uh, okay. 1944, I found this cool too. This, this, I love this timeline, but this is cool. Um, after setting a speed record flying a prototype constellation across America, Howard Hughes lands in Dayton, says, Hey, buddy, Orville, let's go for a ride. So Howard Hughes takes Orville Wright for a ride in one of those constellations. And this happens to be his last airplane ride. Okay. Hmm. Um, 1945, aircraft carrier the USS Wright is launched in Kristen and uh, Christ, christened in Camden, New Jersey, by Orville's niece, um, Ivanette cool. Wright Miller. That's kind of cool. So there's an aircraft carrier named after the Wright brothers. 1946. This is kind of interesting too. Orville rediscovers the uh, original 1901 wind tunnel balances and airfoils that they were using on that testing thing. Um, and he donates them to the Franklin Institute in, in Pennsylvania. And I wish I would have known that because we were in Pennsylvania and we didn't actually go see that. But the balances and things that they used in that air tunnel, that have been kind of cool. 1947... 
Orville Wright assists in the restoration of the world's first practical airplane, the 1905 Wright Flyer III. Uh, it will later be installed at Deeds Carolyn Park, a museum dedicated to Dayton's history and its role transportation technology. So that right there is in Dayton, Ohio. It's on our bucket list to go see that, the 1905 mm-hmm. Wright Flyer Three. And that brings us to 1948, where Orville Wright passes away of a heart attack in Dayton, Ohio. Um, and it's kind of sad because this is the same year that the flyer makes it back. The 1903 flyer one makes it back to the United States and it's enshrined in the Smithsonian Institute. He did not get to see that, but, uh, Hmm. yeah. So controversy, they got this other guy saying he flew first. They had that plane crash that killed that uh, military gentleman. Yeah, so quite interesting stuff there. Absolutely. I really like that timeline. But uh, I know you do. I thought it was cool. But. Yeah. I love timelines, too. I always think they're exciting. So that's going to end this episode, unless you have anything else, do you? No? All right, folks. Well, we'd like to hear from you, see what your thoughts are. Um, if you have anything else you'd like to add to this or comment on or tell us that we're blowing smoke at the microphone. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you, and uh, you can do that by going to our website, which is untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com, and if you scroll down on the right-hand side, you'll see a form that you can fill out, and it'll send us an email, and I checked. We didn't have gotten any recently. I know. You're sad. So sad. Make my wife happy. Send us an email. <laughs> Just to say hi. Uh, that'd be great. But, uh, okay, we're going to wrap it up, so... That's it for this one. So until next time. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Untold History Review.